This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 86, It Clicked. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. And in this episode, I've got some knitting, some spinning, a little story about when it all lines up and things start to click, and you can see the fruits of your labor paying off. And, of course, let's get this all started with some updates. I've got some updates in festival planning. Things are starting to come together. Today, is what day is it okay today is sunday april 26th and next weekend is maryland sheep and wool and i am getting pretty excited and we're all set to attend i've lined everything up got my time off of work i'm ready to go so usually when i do festivals or things like this i know that it's going to be like this exhausting totally involved process so I take the day after the event off. Maryland Sheep and Wool does not require any traveling, you know, just like the 17 miles between here and Howard County Fairgrounds. So I don't have to plan around travel days, but I do intend to take the Monday after Maryland Sheep and Wool off so I can recover and like, you know, play with all of my acquisitions and do all that kind of stuff. And really, really, it's more about the recovery because I'm going to be exhausted when it's all said and done. This year, I'm doing something different. I've never taken a class at Maryland Sheep and Wool, but I plan to this year on Friday. I tried to take two classes Friday, but the second one, I had like two choices for my second class and neither of them were open. I got myself on a waiting list, but I really don't see that coming to fruition. So I'm taking a morning class with JC Boggs on Friday, and that should be pretty awesome. And I'm like totally, totally pumped for Maryland Sheep and Wool this year. Everything is lined up and I can't wait. Like I have my budget built and my shopping list built. And I actually, the only thing I think I need to do is a little bit of homework to prepare for my Friday class. And I need to go through my fleeces and see what I've already got because I kind of want to buy something new this year. I don't want to end up with, you know, repeat fleeces. So I'm just processing the same kind of fiber and doing all that stuff repetitively. I know what my favorites are. Like I know what I like. So I know I have the tendency to repeat myself and just buy the same thing over and over again. So I really don't want to do that this year. So I need to go through and make sure I know what's already in my fleece stash so that I don't repeat myself this year. And that's really the biggest deal that's going on for Maryland Sheep and Wool. Um, if you will be attending, please remember that I will be at the podcaster meetup Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. in the lower corral. So if you happen to be there, I would love it if you could stop by and say hello because I like to meet people and I know there's going to be a lot of other great podcasters there that I will like to meet and some I already know that I would be nice to catch up with. So I hope to see you there if you will be at Maryland Sheep and Wool this year. That will be awesome. Festival 2, Black Sheep Gathering. So we're there. We're committed. We're in. That is the weekend of June 19th through 22nd and I have booked my hotel. I have reserved my travel and made my plane reservations and we're ready to go. So I need to call my mom today and see if she was able to get her plane tickets. But myself and Tanya are both booked to fly. We're flying in on Thursday into Portland 
Her mom is picking us up in Portland and driving us down to Eugene. So we'll be there Thursday, probably early to late evening, probably mid-evening. So that's pretty awesome. It depends on really when my mom flies in. That'll determine like when we leave the Portland airport and when we get to Eugene. That's pretty awesome. I'm totally excited. It took me forever to commit to a hotel. <laughs> I just, like I'm not familiar with Eugene at all, so I didn't want to get a bad reservation, if that makes any sense. But I think we're set, so I'm pretty happy. Free breakfast and coffee in the lobby. I mean, what more could you ask? And we are ready to go for that. What else do I have for you in updates? Ah, the biggest project. So I had all these high hopes of finishing the biggest project before now, but I did not. Uh, knitting kind of got in the way of that, which is fine. Um, I'm making some progress. I, like one of the biggest things is like, I have stuff like tools and thread and all these things that I just really didn't know what to do with and they were taking up like too much of my workspace. So this past week, well, it's probably two weeks ago, I customized a pegboard for myself and mounted it on the wall and I'm going to use that for my thread storage and I'm probably going to be able to use it to get some of my other um, sewing tools up off of my sewing space. So that's, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the boy helped me mount it, but other than that, I painted the pegboard, framed it, and all I have left for that is to um, to cut some dowels to use for mounting some of my uniquely sized threads. You know, I've got thread for my embroidery machine and for my serger, and they come on way bigger spools than, you know, the standard. So I should be able to get that done today, and then really it's a matter of putting everything away. Like I've got all of my storage space set. I've got drawers where I need them, shelves where I need them, and the pegboard is up. I should be good to go. I should really, between now and the time we record again, I should be able to get the, the craft room actually finished this time. It's just a matter of putting things away. Like my cutting table for sewing is covered in things that need to be put away. And that's really the issue is that I just didn't have a place before to put them so they couldn't be put away. But now I'm set. So that's easy. Like I should be working in the craft room in the next two weeks, and that makes me very happy. I'm able to knit and spin like anywhere, but it's the sewing that I have put off, I guess. Well, not really put off. I have actually I'm kind of grounded myself from sewing because I knew once I jumped into it, there'd be no turning back and I wouldn't get the room done. So that's where I'm in with that. The only other update that I have for you is that I have rediscovered a local yarn store. So... I have lived in this area for about two and a half years, and there is a yarn store like five miles from my house. There's quite a few yarn stores in this area, but the closest one to me is called Clover Hill. And like two and a half years ago, I tried to go there on a day off, and it just happened that like Mondays they're closed. So uh, I didn't get to go in. I kind of peeked through the windows. Um, I'd heard some reports from other people that it was like, nah, it's okay. You know, they have some unique stuff, but it's not a lot of space. It's a little crowded, blah, blah, blah. So the reports I had heard about Clover Hill were not positive, but I was looking up Ply Magazine and I wanted to get my hands on one. I didn't really just want to order it. And I'd never seen a Ply in person. And it turns out that they carry Ply at Clover Hill. So when I looked up Clover Hill to figure out what their hours were, it turns out that they are under new ownership. And they'd actually moved into a larger space. So I revisited Clover Hill Yarns 
and I was very, very, very pleased with what I found. It's not just like a yarn store sitting there anymore. They have a ton of yarn. They've got spinning fiber and a ton of spinning wheels, and the new owners seem to be building a very community atmosphere there, and that makes me very happy. They have a lot of like knitting nights and spinning time, and they welcome their patrons to just come in and sit at the big tables and knit like whenever. So I'm really pleased with what I found, and I need to get my friend Tanya back there, probably for a spinning night here in the next month or so, because she hasn't been back in a long time either. So I'm pretty happy that I have found a new local yarn store that's actually local. Like the one I've been going to before was probably a 30-minute drive. We really liked it. It's all about yarn, and I still like it, but it's like we would have to plan to go there. Clover Hill is super close. It is open seven days a week, and I think that I will be visiting there quite a bit more often than I ever did the other store just because, well, the convenience and the atmosphere, and it's local. I like to patronize local whenever I can. Well, friends, that is all I've got in updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it is on to spin a tail. And this time around, I have a little story for you about when it clicks and it all comes together and you finally see everything starting to mesh and see the fruits of your labor. And this little story is about my teenage daughter. She is 17. She will be 18 in December. And over the past month, it seems that like all the stuff we've been telling her and all of the guidance and advice and, you know, parenting and browbeating and reminders and, you know, just our little words of wisdom are finally starting to click with her and she's coming into her own. She's managing her life well. She is getting her crap together. Like, I think in the same way that we were starting to get nervous at the fact that she's only got a year of high school left and we're going to have to send her out into the world. And like, we've been pretty nervous about that because she's Oh, I love the kids. She's forgetful. She's kind of a flippity gibbet. She can be an airhead at times. She is pretty lazy and not motivated. <laughs> but, like, I think our nervousness is nothing compared to the reality check that she's recently had. Like, I think she's like, oh my gosh, I have got to do this stuff on my own soon. I'm going to go off to college and my mom's not going to be there to help me out with this stuff. So she's starting to finally get herself organized and get her life together. and. Uh, She's making right decisions for all the right reasons, and it's making me very, very, very happy. Little things from she cleaned her room cleaner than she has ever cleaned it before, and not to her history, she's actually managed to keep it clean for more than a week. Like, that's not like her. I mean, she really called the entire room and got all her stuff together, and she's organized, and she knows where everything is, and that's so not like her. Um, even the tough things, like she's starting to make, like I said, the right decisions for the right reasons. Uh, this past week she broke up with her boyfriend for the right reasons. Like not, I feel, I don't know, this is one of those things where I start to feel like, okay, I'm a successful parent, right? So she's been seeing this boy for a couple months, no big deal. They plan to go to prom together, which is next month. And she was just starting to see parts of his personality that she didn't like. And she didn't stay with him just to have a boyfriend. She's like, you know what? A person 
that I'm going to be dating should make me feel a certain way. And he doesn't. So I don't want him in my life. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, so I, I feel like I can send her off into the world and that she'll make decisions like that. You know, like positive decisions in hopes of getting positive outcomes. And that's really reaffirming. And it makes me feel awesome and so much better about sending her out into the world. We visited a college this last week. She's prepping for her SATs. She recently switched jobs. And at first we thought maybe it was her personality that kept her from succeeding at the past job. But it wasn't. It was just that she, that other job, like food service, was not for her. And it just wasn't the right match. And her new position, she's doing really well. The owners were like, hey, the corporate office is a chain. It's like a entertainment thing. They do parties for kids and things like that. You know, they wanted her to come in and work additional hours because the corporate office was going to be in doing a visit and she is their best attendee. So they wanted her present. And that is amazing because she is one of the newest employees. And that makes us so happy. They're like, we're sending her out into the world to do things on her own and she's performing. That's awesome. You know, I think all parents worry about that. Like, will our children be a success in the things that they're doing on their own? Have we made, have we prepared them for the road ahead? And I feel great. I feel like we have, I feel like a successful parent. Is that crazy? You know, each kid comes to these things in their own time. And for my bird, it has finally clicked. And now it's time for spinning my wheels. And they actually have been spinning. And I feel like I am back in the groove. I know I say that all the time. Like, oh, I'm getting my mojo back. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing that. But, well, I'm kind of sick and tired. I got sick and tired of saying it without it being fruitful. But I feel like I'm making progress again on my crafting. And, you know, finishing things and starting things. And it's pretty awesome. So, to begin with knitting. So last episode, I was finishing up the boy sweater. I weaved in all the ends, clipped everything, and, you know, got it done. And moreover, the doubtful boy was convinced that it was not going to fit. Because it was a heavily ribbed rib sweater. So you know how that goes. Like, before it's blocked out and all that stuff, with it, it looks really small. And he's like, I like form-fitting, but I don't know if I like that form-fitting. <laughs> so he was convinced it was going to be horrible and squeeze him to death and and he was going to hate it but he does not he actually loves it quite a bit and he keeps picking on me because i haven't blocked it and i keep picking on him and telling him i'm not gonna block it it's like a block as you wear sweater he's a big boy you know it stretches into place when he puts it on (laughs) sorry he's husky (laughs) oh he's husky that's my grandma used to call him it was so cute anyway it fits him he loves it He can't wait till winter rolls back around so he can actually wear it. You know, I poorly time the finishing for all my sweaters. It's just, it seems to be a thing for me. So that is done. Those um, socks that I hated are done. Now, I don't hate the socks. I hated knitting the socks. Like I said, it was not the yarn. The yarn is lovely. It was not the pattern. It was just, you know, there was a pattern yarn combo that didn't work out. But, you know, I got past that and just decided to make a pair of vanilla socks. I I don't just don't think I like really making full length vanilla socks, but they're done and they fit well. I did an afterthought heel on those and I decided this time around to try something new 
and I used my Google Foo to find an improved afterthought heel pattern that included some short row increasing on in the gusset to make it you know not squeeze so tight on your ankles and it worked however <laughs> um I don't think I messed it up but I'll I think I'm gonna if I ever do an afterthought heel again I think I will improvise the short row shaping and not follow the pattern that I found because what I actually ended up with was um, the goofiest heel I've ever seen in my entire life and it looks like I've got little you know little bra cups on the sides of my heels <laughs> God, I'm sorry that's so funny but they fit great and um, no one's ever gonna see the heel and it does it's like not uncomfortable inside the shoe so I don't really care and I'm not gonna with these socks I'm not gonna take it out I'm not gonna start again they just are the socks that they are and they are my example of what not to do now and that's all there is to that but it was cool, just the principle of the thing, using the short rows to increase the space in the um, the gusset was kind of nice. And I will do that again next time, but do it a little differently. They just needed, I think, a longer short row with more, I don't know, like longer, more gradual short rows would have done the trick. So next time I will have to remember that. I've taken notes and I'll have to put those on my Ravelry page so I don't forget that for next time. So that I finished those two things, and that makes me really happy. Um, what else have I done? I've started two things. Since then, I cast on my next, my 2015 Maryland Sheep and Wool tank top. It's the Villanova by, what's her name? I can't remember her name, and i got to look at it, because that's going to drive me crazy. Let me look at it. So it is a tank top by Escape Trico. It is a yarn shop of some kind. I can't tell if it's online. But it's an uh, easy pattern. And so I cast it on and it's knit from the bottom up. So there's like a million stitches on the bottom edge. And then there's some decreased shaping. It's knit in the round. And the only problem with this tank top is that I messed up pretty badly during the second instruction in the pattern. You know, join, being careful not to twist. So I knit about the first three and a half to four inches and started the shaping before I realized that I had twisted when I joined. That was a crushing blow, but I ripped it back, started again, and since then I have knit twice as much. And I believe I lost like three days of knitting time. Like I don't get a whole ton of knitting time unless it's like a weekend. So I'm kind of trying to play catch up this weekend on it. And we'll see if I actually end up with a tank top in time for Maryland Sheep and Wool. I don't know that I will, but I'm trying. I am, so I finished all the shaping at the bottom and I'm knitting for length. I've got about four inches to knit before I split to do the front and the back um, tank top straps and the neck shaping, so that's pretty cool. I might actually be able to get it done in time, but I'm not gonna bank on it, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm knitting it with a yarn I've never tried before, it, the pattern called for wrapped silk, which is a Habu textiles yarn, but I'm actually knitting it in silky wool by Elizabeth Levold that I got from the local yarn store. And like I'm looking at how much yarn I have and just keeping my fingers crossed that I have enough. It should be more than enough. I'm knitting just about on gauge, a little bit off, but it's like a drapey tank top, so it shouldn't make that much difference. I'm like, mm, I think a quarter of a stitch over my gauge but it's a loose fitting tank top and I don't anticipate that being a problem 
and I should be able to correct for it in blocking if it is an issue. But like the straps are really skinny, so I should have more than enough yarn. It's just getting through that four inches before I get to the straps. That's where the pesky part comes in. I'm not too worried about it. It should be fine. In addition, I also cast on a pair of shorty socks for Itty Bitty. Um, I have this yarn that I got quite a long time ago. It is Gnome Acres. The colorway is called Zombie Flannel. And let me see what weight it is. It is a DK weight and it's super squishy and feels like, oh, it's wonderful. I love it. And I made each of the girls a pair of short socks out of it before. So now I'm switching colors and making opposite girls, opposite color socks. It is No Maker Superwash Merino DK. And the colorway again is Zombie Flannel. And her short socks are super easy. I think I do ribbing at the cuff for like six rows, then three rows of stockinette, and then go right into the heel flap. So it's a quick and easy knit. And I want to make sure I had that cast on in time you know, as my carry-along project for when I'm actually at Maryland Sheep and Wool. And I will probably cast on another pair just like it for Bird. Except, God, that kid's feet are so long. She wears like a size nine and a half. I wear an eight and a half. So for some, she's got like these skinny, long feet. And it feels like torture to knit a foot on her socks. God, they're so big. It'll be fine. But in a DK weight, it won't, it won't be tor horrible. It's only like 48 stitches in the DK knit on a size three. So it's easy, but that's a very, very easy pattern to have on the needles, you know, for when I'm standing in line at the event or, you know, waiting to get into the fleece sale at Maryland Sheep and Wool or on the plane on the way to Black Sheep Gathering. So that's what I've got going on right now. Um, and that's knitting. I finished things, I've started things and feel really good about it. I have been doing some spinning as well. In spinning, I am currently, like as I'm recording right now, I'm standing here and I am plying my swap challenge, my Jenkins swap challenge yarn. And so since last time I recorded, I finished the spinning and I'm more than halfway done. I'd say I'm three quarters of the way done with my plying. I spun it an ounce at a time. It started out as four ounces of fiber, two ounces in a colorway that I had in my stash and two ounces that I got that I did not know anything about before it showed up. And I am spinning it on, I have no idea which spindle this is. Oh, it's my egret, my Jenkins egret. So I spun one ounce segments and now I'm plying the two colorways together on the egret. And that's pretty fun. I like spinning and plying on these. I haven't done much work on my wheels. Um, I did kind of get a wild hair up my butt when I was working on the craft room and I found these crazy little bats that I had made when I first got my um, drum carter. And so I spun those up just to get kind of just to get them out of my fiber stash and work with my sequoia a bit because I hadn't in a long time. So I spun those up and plied them and it's still on the bobbin so I really don't know how many yards I got. I would guess I probably got about 300 yards of this really fat heavyweight squishy yarn and it's just a superwash merino that I had carded up a long time ago in these goofy blue colors. So that's fun. And it's that kind of spinning. I kind of like to get that, like that no goals spinning every now and again, because it's just kind of, it's refreshing to not have to think about it and just spin whatever and spin this big lofty squishy yarn that'll, you know, someday be a hat or a cowl or something. So that's nice. And that is what I've been doing in spinning. Really, that's where my focus has been on spinning my wheels. I was really sick last weekend. 
So I got the majority of the plying done on the swap challenge and most of that knitting done, finished those socks while I watched marathon television and the family just kind of did their own thing. I really didn't leave the house at all last weekend. I was sick as a dog. It was like in between naps I was crafting. It was kind of nice. I enjoyed it. You know, I guess I just uh, needed to restart and refresh and I did and I feel great. And that is what I've got going on in spinning my wheels. And hopefully I'll have more progress next time. I have one last segment for you before I put this episode to bed. So as I mentioned last weekend, I was sick as a dog. I did not leave the house at all. And I sat underneath the Kate blanket and crafted the entire time. But I also took that opportunity to catch up on some television that I had been watching or that I have intended to watch that I never watched before. I am all spun up about Orphan Black. Orphan Black is a BBC America original show. It is a sci-fi drama about clones and it's pretty amazing and I love that show and I spent all of last weekend watching the first two seasons start to finish driving my family a little bit crazy while they were home but it's a, I really really love that show it is amazing if you have never watched it you should watch it season three just kicked off and I'm totally current and totally caught up on all the episodes and they're introducing new villains and it's it's a pretty good show like it hasn't petered out so far you know over two full seasons I love it. I'm enjoying it. It's one of my favorites now. And I'm so, so happy that I decided to give that show a try because it is totally right up my alley and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I can't wait to see what happens. And that is what has me all spun up. Orphan Black. Check it out. It looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. I'm really, really excited about the festival goings on that I will have this summer. And I hope to see some of you out there. Next episode, I will have a festival update. And hopefully I'll have lots of crafting progress. And hopefully the biggest project will be done. And maybe I will have sewn something. Won't that be amazing? Anyway, that's all I got for you this time around. I have no idea what music will hold for this episode because last time around I desperately tried to access the um, Music Alley website and it was completely down and I don't know if they have dumped the site or if there was just technical issues last time around so hopefully I've got some new music I don't know what it's gonna be I will have to scour the interwebs or my um, library to see what I've got for you as always you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com you can email me at a joyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. Thanks again, guys. I'll talk to you soon. As a young girl, Louis Vuitton. Sophomore
Unnatural, Peter Gabriel. 